There, there might not be a time where you have no weaknesses, no issues in your life. No. But what you can bet is that God's going to be there the entire time giving you grace and enough grace for you to persist. So fainting is not valid. Fainting is not an option. Losing and, and, and being defeated and not getting out of bed is not an option because God hasn't given you enough grace. As hard as it might get, you have to constantly remember that God has given you enough grace to pull through. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here you. on Church Boy uh, Confessions. Uh. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Board Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Heke. Um, episode 124. Um, I appreciate you guys coming on, you know, and listening for another week. That's amazing. Um, before I continue, please forgive me. I have to give another disclaimer. Words that I was able to pronounce before, it's hard to pronounce now. I'm pretty sure I kind of like messed up just now. But um, yeah, I got this Invisalign in my teeth. You know, bear with me. Uh, I hope I hope it's <laughs> I hope it's not too bad. But um, episode 124. Before we get to this topic, man, I, I'll be honest with you, man. Like my, uh, I I pray, you know, that God be with me in this episode and we're gonna pray before i get into this topic because this is definitely something that i've been wrestling with ladies and gentlemen i woke up this morning wrestling with this topic and i think that this topic that i'm going to preach can be very uncomfortable for some people but you know we need to address the uncomfortable things we need to address the things uh to address the things that we have to wrestle with not everything that god does is something that we're going to understand right away um, and sometimes God does things that on the surface level, it seems heartless and on the surface level, it seems messed up and we get frustrated with God and we get frustrated with where we are in life. Um, and I've been that person and sometimes I am that person. And, and this morning, um, I was, I was, I was that person in a sense. Um, so my spirits was down, but you know, I thank God that when I get behind this mic, it's not by my power and it's not by my might. It's not by my emotions and my feelings. Um, it's by the power of God and it's by the grace that he has given me. So I'm going to preach this and I pray um, that it really that it really sticks with you guys. And I pray that this topic really um, speaks to the people that it's for. It might not be for everyone else. Just a disclaimer. This topic might not be for everyone, but I think it's for someone um, or some people. Um, before I get to that, a couple announcements. <laughs> uh, the first announcement is that the Poetry Jam, January 29, 2022, um, from San Diego, California. The address is 6525 University Avenue, San Diego, California, 92115. Um, we are getting things ready, ladies and gentlemen. We are um, configuring our list of performers. The band is booked. The musical performer is booked. Um, the venue is booked. And um, we are, I don't know how many days away, but a couple months away from this big old show. And I am so excited just from the people who have already told me they're going to be there. There's a lot of people that have been following us. A lot You <laughs> have been following us for a while um, or even for a short time. And I can't wait to see your face. I can't wait 
to not be virtual. I can't wait to, you know, this mic is going to be substituted for an actual wireless mic and I'm going to be talking to you guys and we're going to have communion and we're going to have this experience together. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, I'm so excited, man. Um, and, and, and some, I didn't, I didn't mean to announce this, but you know, one thing that has been really cool is that, um, Actually, I'll wait on that. I'll wait on that announcement. <laughs> Never mind. I'll wait on that. I'll wait on that. I'll wait on that. But something cool has happened um, behind the scenes for Unassociated. But I'll wait on that. Um, second thing I, I wanted to announce was that what's what's cool, like, you know, today's Monday. For some people, you know, we consider Cyber Monday, Black Friday. I, I don't know. Black Friday makes me feel some type of way. But I did want to do a sale. So um, 25% off all of our uh, merchandise online. So you have this T-shirt, you have our other T-shirt sacrifice and service that we did back in that we dropped back in August. Um, so, yeah, we still got some sizes left. So we're doing 25% off. Um, go grab yourself a T-shirt and, you know, I hope you guys support. I hope you guys like it. So um, those are the announcements and I'm going to get into the topic of today. Um, like I said, it's going to be a topic that a lot of people might wrestle with as I have been wrestling with it. And, you know, let's uh, go into prayer first and, you know, let's get straight to it. Father God, thank you so much for the opportunity that you've given me to get behind this mic. And thank you so much for the opportunity you've given your children to hear this word. And I pray, Lord, that you help us to digest this, Father God. Um, this message might not be easily digestible for some people, but help us to digest it. Help us to see your love. Help us to see your goodness. Help us to see your character and your traits, Father God, through this message, Lord. Help us to see your sovereignty. Help us to see your face in the mighty name of Jesus. Um, and I pray, God, that as some of us wrestle, as some of us, um, you know, take time to understand this, or some of us just grab it automatically, I pray that, you know, ultimately that, um, it builds us, Father God, and draws us closer to you um, and helps us edify each other. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, today I'm going to be talking about weaknesses. Um, this past Thanksgiving, you know, I had a great Thanksgiving. I had, uh, you know, some people over and it was great vibes and stuff like that. And, you know, this Thanksgiving, I really had a moment, man, um, in the nighttime where I really just started reminiscing and thinking about this past year. And this past year has been like, a year of none other, like where you see such a staunch distinction between the first half and the latter half, um, really like the first seven, to eight months and how I was and how life was and how hard it was for me and how low I was just being jobless, not really knowing what was next in my life. When I tell you, man, like, and you guys know, because if you guys have been listening, you guys know that a lot of the messages have been inspired through that, exp those experiences to an extent. You know what I'm saying? Not every episode, but a lot of the episodes, I would talk to you guys about how I didn't know what was going to happen next. I would talk to you guys about how I was feeling. You know what I'm saying? And, um, I, you know, I started going through my journal. And when I tell you that, even as I was reminiscing, I, I wasn't comfortable. Like the point of me opening my journal was to thank God and like see how far I've come. And I was. And I had a moment where I was like, man, wow, I realized like God has really brought me through these things. Thank God. There was also a moment where I had to where I had to think like, dang. This stuff, this things that I went through, bro, I was going through these things for so long. You know, these things that I went through, they were so hard. And I can't say that if I weren't going through those things again that I was going through in the beginning of the year, that I would be better at going through them. When I tell you, man, like I really went through it being unemployed. I really went through it not knowing what was going to happen next. And as I was going through it and I see how God brought me through, right? 
I really had to come to a point where I admitted that, yo, Emmanuel Hecate is weak. I'm a weak person. And I know I've always known that I was a weak person. And what's interesting is that the weaknesses that I've had in my life have actually drawn me closer to God. I think that if I were to attribute, you know, where I'm at in life right now of having this relationship with God that many would consider very close and very, you know, mature, it's because at an early stage in my life, I recognize how weak I was. I recognize how weak I was mentally. Um, and, and I needed, I know that I needed, a, I needed a life jacket. I needed, you know, support. And, and God was that person for me. Um, and, and this journey that we've been on has, is, is interesting how the insecurities and the weaknesses that I had as a young person has actually been what has drawn me closer to God. That's interesting. But I feel like a lot of times when we go on this journey of reminiscing and thinking about how weak we are and admitting how weak we are, there's two ways how it can end up. One of two ways how it's going to go down. We can acknowledge our weaknesses. And a lot of us, you know, we're going to end up admiring God's power because, wow, I was so weak. But because God blessed me, I went through it and I got out on the other side of it. Glory be to God. And that's the way that we ought to think. And that's a great way. But if you're anything like me, there's going to be those times where you have very pessimistic. Pe oh, there you go. That's the pronunciation I'm talking about. <laughs> there's, there's this pessimistic. All right, there you go. Um, you have this pessimistic outlook on things. And when you think about your weaknesses, instead of seeing it as a reason to glorify God and see how his power has got you through so much, I'm the type of person where I start to think like, dang, I'm so weak. And I stay on that. I'm so weak. I'm so weak. And I'm so weak. And I start to compare myself to other people. And what frustrates me is that I'm weak in certain areas and other people are strong in certain areas. My weakness starts to frustrate me. My weakness starts to bother me. And then you pray and you pray and you pray and you ask God to take away this weakness, take away this thorn in my flesh. And God doesn't do anything. For months, for months, for months, for years, for years, for years, even to this day, God probably hasn't done something about something that you've been begging and asking him to deliver you from. Begging and asking him to take away whether it's an insecurity, whether it's just something that's bugging you, someone that's bugging you, something, some type of weakness that you have that's disabling you. Just some type of weakness that you have that, that's making you so insecure. And I'm not talking about sins because we have weaknesses and like, you know, things that we fall into. I'm not talking about sins this episode. What I'm talking about is the things that make make life more challenging, disabling things. There's so many different things. Sometimes it's low self-esteem. Sometimes it's confidence. I don't know what it might be. Like, I'm just thinking like, I don't know. Like the possibilities are endless, but I feel like I'd be like, we all have a weakness, right? Every last one of us have some type of weakness, something that makes it harder for us to live life, something that disables us from doing, um, from feeling good all the time. Some of us are better at hiding it than others. But a lot of the time, this weakness frustrates us. It frustrates us and it makes us feel like we are less than. Other people are bigger and we are smaller. So why doesn't God take this weakness away? Why doesn't God take our weaknesses away when we pray? Sometimes he does. Other times he doesn't. You prayed on it. You've been obedient. You worked hard. But the weaknesses in your life continue to be challenging. They continue to be present. They persist. 
And every time that I ask God to deliver me from a situation or from a thing and he doesn't do it. And I see his children suffering or I see myself suffering. There's a verse that I always go to. And that verse says that my grace is sufficient for you. That's what God told Apostle Paul. My grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. And that's always, you know, got me, got me right. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, I might be suffering. All right, this might be a real challenge. All right, I might have these weaknesses, but God's grace is sufficient, which, te which tells me that I'm going to be okay, which tells me that somehow I'm going to pull through this, it, which tells me that this season is not going to be what kills me. I'm not going to die here. I'm going to make it through. I'm going to accomplish this. And although, you know, I'm life is challenging and i'm praying to god and it seems like he's not answering some of my prayers i'm not gonna worry you know why because his grace is sufficient his grace is sufficient things might not always go as i plan but his grace is sufficient i have enough of his grace to pull through right and i would read this passage in second corinthians and i read it again when i was feeling this way but this time something else stood out to me and I love when that happens because it really shows me that the Holy Spirit is someone who reveals things to us at the right time for us to understand it in the context of the situations that we are in today. So I'm going to read from um, 2 Corinthians. I'm starting at verse 2. The reason why I'm starting at verse 2 is because, you know, one thing in seminary they tell us is that... Um, when they found these manuscripts of of the text of, of these biblical books, there were no chapters dividing them, right? So sometimes like chapters divide at a at a weird spot. Um so that's why I'm skipping verse one, because like it's kind of like it's more attached to a previous point that that apostle paul was making in um chapter 11 so bear with me i wanted to explain that because you might ask well, why am i starting at verse 2 but that's why i'm starting at verse 2 so second corinthians chapter 12 starting at verse 2 this is apostle paul talking he says i know a man in christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven whether it was in the body or out of the body i do not know god knows and I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. So he's not going to boast about himself, not his accomplishments or anything, but he will boast about his weaknesses. Let's continue. Verse six. Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. How many of us think that it's OK for people to be cocky because they're saying the truth? Right. This is what Apostle Paul is saying. Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain. So no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say. Or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Because God, because Paul was receiving revelations and visions from the Lord. Paul was setting up churches. Paul had things to boast about. I set up this church. I set up that church. I have visions and revelations, but I'm not going to boast about those things because I don't need people thinking about me more than what is warranted. And it goes on and says, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, other versions will say, um, I think proud. I was given a thorn in my flesh, 
a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and in insults and in hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. May God bless the hearing and the reading and understanding of his word in Jesus name. Amen. Let's get into it. So what's the rundown here? Apostle Paul has this weakness. This persistent weakness, this thorn in his flesh. And he goes to God and he asks God three times, take it away, take it away, take it away. And God indirectly says, no, Paul, I'm not going to take it away. Why would God say no? Well, Apostle Paul reveals it in verse 7. That the reason why this entire thing was happening was so that he would not be conceited that he would not be prideful he would not be his head would not be puffed up so what's happening is that god allowed this thorn in paul's flesh and different you know theologians have a different idea of what that was like they think it was a metaphor for like you know it was it was an it was an opposing force in the church like it was a person that was messing things up it was a person that was making his ministry you know more annoying than it needed to be and so on so there's different there's different uh, theories on what that thorn was but uh, you know they say that apostle apostle paul he said that he had a thorn in his flesh and God would not remove it. And it continued to persist. And the reason why that happened was because Paul needed to be humbled. And this is where the message gets very uncomfortable. Because we see that God allowed Paul to continue to be weak. And to, and to have something bother Paul and frustrate Paul and annoy Paul in order for Paul to be humbled. Could it be that there are some things in our life, the weaknesses that exist in our life and that continue to persist are there for a reason. And that reason is for God to humble us. Now, don't get me wrong. This might not be for everybody. Like I said, some of us, our weaknesses exist for different reasons and we need to pray and we need to fast and we need to build our communion with God so that they can be left and that God will deliver us from them. But there are others of us where we have weaknesses in our lives for a reason and we pray and we pray, God, take it away. But they continue to persist. And the reason that they continue to persist is so they can be a constant reminder that you are weak without God. It can be a constant reminder from God to know, for us to know that where we are at in life is not by our power, it is not by our might, but it is by his grace over our lives. Sometimes God needs to remind us that if I were to take my hand from the, from the foundation that you are standing on, you are nothing and you would crumble. Sometime God needs to remind us that if I were to take my grace off just a little bit, rescind my grace just a little bit, that we'd be nothing. So sometimes what might be hard for us to understand is that God will allow the messenger of Satan to continue to persistently poke at us and bother us and make us feel uncomfortable and point out the fact that we are weak. 
because some of us need to be reminded that when we get to that mountaintop, that all of God's hard work that he's done to get us to the mountaintop so then we can be the shining light that, 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 that draws men and women onto him. Some of us instead, we would take the glory for ourselves unless God humbled us, unless God allowed us to understand how weak we are, to constantly remind us that, hey, 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 you're not me. God allowed Paul to continue to wrestle with this weakness to remind Paul that you're not me. To remind Paul that you have weaknesses. To remind Paul and to remind us that it is by my grace <laughs> that we are able. God is not just a God that knows what will happen. He also is a God that knows what could happen. Remind, like, like, remember that. And the part of this that gets so hard for us to understand is that Paul said that this is a messenger from Satan that was called to torment him. Why would God allow such a thing? But this is when we understand what it means to serve a sovereign God. You see, this life that we live is not God versus Satan. And they're two going at it. And, you know, J. Cole had a, had a bar that said, sometimes it seems like the devil is winning. Does that mean God lost? But no, that's not what it is. You see, this is how we see how God can leverage the evil that Satan does in order to bring about his good and perfect will. He leverages the evil. Just like he did with Joseph and his brother sold him into slavery. He leveraged that evil because Joseph needed to end up in Egypt in order to be the second in command of Egypt. He leverages the evil in other people's heart. He leverages the evil of the enemy. He leverages he leveraged the, 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 the torment that Paul was using just to remind Paul that it is by my grace that you are going to continue. I'm not going to deliver you out of everything. God's not going to deliver you out of every single problem. Some of the problems he's going to allow to persist. So you remember that you are a human and you are not God. Because if he, he knows that if he were to take away some of the weaknesses that you have, some of the shortcomings that you have, you would trick yourself into thinking that you were above him. In the stages that he brought you to, you would take the glory instead of giving it to him. Man, there are weaknesses that are not going to go away because they need to be there. If God's will will come to fruition. So now what, has God left us to fare with these weaknesses on our own? No. That's why in verse 9 it tells us that, he tells us that, he told Paul that my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Like I said before, God may not deliver you out of every issue that you have in your life, but he will make sure that his grace is sufficient for you. He will be right there with you. It might not be a obstacle hind like no hindrance on your path, 
Oh no, they're gonna be there. There there might not be a time where you have no weaknesses, no issues in your life. No. But what you can bet is that God's gonna be there the entire time, giving you grace and enough grace for you to persist. So fainting is not valid. Fainting is not an option. Losing and, and, and being defeated and not getting out of bed is not an option because God has given you enough grace. As hard as it might get, you have to constantly remember that God has given you enough grace to pull through. So my prayer at the end of the day is that we have the mindset that Paul had. You know. That he kind of stayed in the end of verse 9. And, and in verse 10. When he says therefore I will boast. All the more gladly about my weaknesses. So that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake. I delight in weaknesses. And in insults and in hardships. And persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak. Then I am strong. I truly pray that the next time we acknowledge the weaknesses in our lives, it does not lead to a frustration and it doesn't lead to comparison. But instead, what it leads to is an admiration for God's power and God's grace that continues to choose to use us and cause us to accomplish amazing good works. That is my prayer. My prayer is that you don't die here. My prayer is that you don't become so frustrated. My prayer is that you submit to the sovereign will of God. And that you don't boast about your accomplishments, but instead you boast about your weaknesses. So that Christ's power may rest upon you. Father God, thank you so much for this episode. Thank you so much for this message. And I pray that it, as it seeps into our hearts and is stained in the back of our brain, that you oversee that entire process. And any evil that would try to misconstrue this message, I rebuke it in the mighty name of Jesus, Father. Let your power shine through us, Father God. The weaknesses that we have. If it's one that you don't plan on allowing to persist, then take it away in the mighty name of Jesus. Take it away. Take it away. And if it's one... That you recognize that it needs to be there for the sake of us remaining humble. Then let your will be done. Because we trust you. We trust. That you love us. We trust that you are for us and not against us. We trust that you know what will happen and what could happen. And we are thankful for your love. And we are thankful for you going out of your way to continue to use us day in and day out. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. I love you guys. If you guys have any questions, if you guys have any concerns, whatever it might be, man, hit me up. Um, you guys know my personal IG. You guys know uh, unassociated IG. Um, DM us. You know what I'm saying? And, and we'll get back to you. So I love you guys. Hope you guys have an amazing um, upcoming week. Tickets are on sale this Wednesday. I forgot to say at the beginning, but tickets for the Poetry Jam are on sale this Wednesday. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you guys and I love you guys.